uh, with the original cast. All right. Welcome to another edition of Kids on the Pitch podcast. This is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now. With me is my partner in crime when it comes to Kids on the Pitch, um, at least in terms of our soccer reporting, um, and that is Matt Popchock. Matt, welcome aboard the Kids on the Pitch pod. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, John. It's uh, very nice to be here and uh, nice to be getting ready to do uh, an interesting game this approaching Thursday night and a game that uh, means something for reasons that have more to do than uh, just uh, the minutia of the game itself. Absolutely. So we're going to get right to that. Um, and joining us on the call today, um, we have a few um, guys here from North Catholic. Why don't, why don't we just let you guys introduce yourselves first, and then we'll get into the conversation. Uh, but it, you're coming from North Catholic. Uh, I'm Jake Stavka. I'm Alex Brown. Uh, and I'm Francisco Schmidt. And we're, we're all seniors at North Catholic. All seniors, and uh, this Thursday, you guys, uh, the soccer players, uh, will be taking on um, North Catholic, but it's a big day for you as well, Alex, um, because we're going to be celebrating um, your or the organization um, called Rise Rise Again, right? Correct. Yes, sir. And Rise Again, and, and, and maybe before we get into all the details uh, about Thursday and, and everything like that and the particulars, Alex, why don't you start us off? Tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and about Rise Again. With pleasure. And thank you for having us on today. Um, I would start by saying Rise Again is a family that my family and I um, started and founded nine years ago now. And it's dedicated to giving people with spinal cord injuries the necessary equipment and therapy that they need that insurance doesn't cover. And so over the last nine years in the history of our organization, we've donated, uh, we've granted, I should say, over $200,000 to, to people um, with spinal cord injuries who are in need of our assistance. And that comes all through small donations that we received over the years and all the generous generosity that we've, we've received since then has gone a long way towards helping people um, within our area. And this is something that we started because my family, uh, when I was, when I had a spinal cord injury, when I was four years old, we were very fortunate to be able to have a lot of people around us that were able to support us through that challenging time and all the therapy that I've had since then over the last, it's now almost 14 years in recovery, um, to get where I am today. And we've been so blessed with all the support we've received monetarily and through that's helped us so much so be able to get on our feet not just after the injury but since and we're getting closer and closer and closer um to the recovery that we've all know is possible within within our family and that would be to fully be able to walk again one day and it's through support like that that inspired us to be able to hopefully transfer some of that that same encouragement to others um through this foundation Yeah, it's a uh, it's a fantastic cause, and uh, Alex, I I heard beforehand uh, somebody mentioned that you do a little bit of uh, broadcasting yourself with uh, through the North Catholic uh, school media. How did how I got to ask? How did you get into broadcasting? What made you want to do this stuff? I, from an early age, I was always fascinated with the play by play guy. I remember the first broadcast where I really paid attention to that. 
was the 2009 Stanley Cup Finals uh, between the Penguins and the Red Wings game set. Yeah, yeah. Doc, Doc Emmerich was on the call for NBC, and he was he was unbelievable in that game. Unbelievable! I can I you can picture his voice right now, and he he does such a he did such a fantastic job with giving such an extra flavor to that game. He, I think the best part about doing play by play is the ability to tell a story. And I think that's what the great play-by-play broadcasters do is they can is they can tell a story through the game that's in front of them. And so I've been blessed enough to be able to do games through the North Catholic Sports Network over the last now this will be our third year that we've my buddy yeah. and I we've been part of it. And we're gonna be I'll be I'll be on a call for the North Catholic Sports Network on Thursday as well for that game as we'll be doing a live stream of that. And I, I love I love the guys that we have on our team, Fran and Jake, two great friends of mine. I love going to their games. I love supporting the teams because we, we have so many great players um, in our athletics here at North Catholic. And to be able to broadcast their games is just a fantastic honor for me. And not just a great experience, but a great time. And I and I truly enjoy it. And I look forward to Thursday night, which is going to be a great game. Um, Alex, I got to ask, you mentioned Doc Demmerich. Uh, what, do you have any other broadcast heroes? Oh, my goodness. Mike Lang is fantastic, too. Mike yes. Lang, he, I would say he's the best, the best radio broadcaster I've ever listened to. I think also Kevin Harlan is fantastic in his calls because he can do he can do this a live. Kevin thing. Harlan. Is that a yes. good Kevin <laughs> Harlan impersonation? He, he, that wasn't he, bad. Yes. He, but he is so good when calling, especially when he calls football because he's yes. so fast. He's so fast with his calls because he can say so quickly, uh, he, like somebody has a ball at the 50, crossed over the 45 to the 40, now 35, 30 steps out of bounds at the 25-yard line first down. And it's so quick, but you can you know where the play is going and you know how he's taking it. And he's so good at it that it's that's that's who I try to model my style after a little bit more so than anybody else. And, of course, Jim Nance, he has that great opening with Hello, Friends. And that's that's something that I think all broadcasters envy because you like to be original. But that's about as a, that's as good as it gets in terms of an opening to a broadcast. It's tough to top that. No, I, I was going to say to John, I see. I was kind of like um, I, I was kind of like Alex in that respect. You know, I, when I was younger, I, I had this revelation. I was like, well, God didn't put me on earth to be an athlete, but I still really love sports and I like to talk and I like to be a storyteller and I like to write. So maybe I can do broadcasting. And I, you know, like, like you, I, I copied a bunch of different guys. I listened to Mike Lang, you know, I, uh, Laney for Terry back when he did pirates and you know, the rest, as they say is history. But, um, yeah, it, it seems like you've been close with, uh, the soccer program for, um, for a while, Alex. So I guess we shouldn't be too surprised that when the time came to choose a cause for this year's awareness game, that, uh, that this one was it. Yes, I mean, to be around these guys as often as we are, we've been we've been friends for now. This is our sincere year, so it's since our freshman year we've been friends. And oh when wow! I, when I when I came to North Catholic, um, I we are, I had my group already that was going there in terms of friends, and I didn't think we really would. How naive this was of me to think back on it now, but who else are we going to be able to fit in our group? This is our group. We, we've been friends for a long time. Coming from, we came from. I came from uh, Blessed Silos Academy. I'm um, going to North yeah. Catholic. And who else are we going to fit in our group? And then we see now we meet Jake, Fran, Ryan Chance, another soccer player, and so many others that we've met since then. There are now a part of our our core group of friends that we hang out with 
we uh, a lot, a lot yeah. consistently. And over the summers, we're, we're, we're great friends and we're going to be friends forever, my hope. And it's it's been it's been fantastic. And to be able to bond through sports like we have and as all these soccer guys have had yeah. over and the years has been really special. Yeah, I was just going to say, Jake and Fran, I don't know if you wanted to add your kind of where your thoughts are about this Um doing and being able to have this forum to be able to do this um to support a great cause and to bring people together um is it playing high school soccer it's special that you can do things like that right is it yeah i think it's like yeah especially to do it for someone as good as a friend as we have as alex like he's always there supporting us like in anything that we do like i couldn't like wish to do it for like anyone else other than him i think it makes it more of it's just a game because then we we're making it more of a it's a game for alex and not just a regular soccer game yeah playing on a thursday night so well guys is there yeah go ahead matt no i was just gonna say is there you know a a different energy around the team this week like in, in training and stuff uh as you get ready for this one like even more so just because of you know, what's all involved off the field, you know, not just on the field? Yeah, I think it's a little higher, like higher uh, energy. You know, we beat Mars 3 nothing last time. We went to their place, beat them. So I think they're ready to take us on, but I think we're ready to fight back. So Yeah, I think we're ready to go this week coming off of a win against uh, Greensburg Central Catholic. So I think we're ready to go. Just need a win now. It's a very important game of the season. So, yeah. You you guys are on. Uh, you guys have been on a nice little roll uh, since the last time I saw you at the Pine Richland tournament. And you know, like you guys said, you guys are you know right in the middle of uh, of the playoff picture, right in the middle of the race. And uh, uh, the the first win against Mars, obviously, I'm sure, was a big confidence boost at the time. Um, why do you think you guys are in the thick of things? What do you think you guys have done particularly well, or maybe improved upon from the beginning of the season? I think just like our leadership from the beginning of the season to now is just like risen. We've like really come together as a team. Just like everyone gets each other. We lift each other up in practices and games. and We just want to like win for each other. Yeah, I think we've dealt with some injuries and kind of some hard times between different players and team or like our team. But I think we're just ready, honestly. I think we'll we'll be fine Thursday. So, Well, I, I don't know if you guys know this. I have a little history. I actually coached at North Catholic for a couple of years and uh, back when we were still on Troy Hill. Um, yeah. I say we, but, um, and, but interesting is the home field advantage in terms of playing at JT Stone, JC Stone, JT, right? JT, I should know that. JC, Stonefield. JT yeah. Stonefield. Yeah. I'm sorry, I get my C's and S's mixed up. Um, you, you just talk about that at least. I'm sure, um, you know, teams probably don't like coming to play there, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, it's a little beaten up, but we play at other places that are worse. And I think that the field at the school is much worse, but we just kind of deal with it. And I mean, it's, the, the field's pretty narrow. So right. it's a little hard, a lot of different because we practice on, ter- on, uh, grass every day so yeah it is a different change 
I think it's better for us, like, playing games on there. I, I think it's easier just, like, getting used to grass and stuff and just switching a turf. It makes us, like, look a lot faster than we are because we play fast even on grass, but on turf it's like we're at a whole other level. And pretty much your entire 3A section schedules, I would I believe, is pretty much all on turf now, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you now talking about I'm kind of going off a little bit, but what about what would you say are some of the toughest places to play in in you know, you're all you're both seniors. Um, what would you say yeah. the toughest places to play uh, on the road? I would have to go number one quicker valley. Yeah, like last year being our first year in three A, just the first two years playing in two A or big section rap was uh Quaker Valley. Always going there, they would always have a big student section, so it was very uh very intense, just like pretty nerve wracking to play in, play in, play there. You have any other ones? Um and first first time playing at Mars, honestly. Yeah. It's big big stadium, big crowd. Just same thing, adrenaline. You gotta lock in those moments and really just push through like we did last time we played them at, at their home field. And what's it I mean, you know, this has only been two years now that North Catholic and Mars literally right down the street from each other, <clears throat> down, you know, not that far of a, a drive, um, in the same vicinity, the same area. Now, makeup of the North Catholic team, obviously you have players that live in the same area, same region. You probably played a lot of youth soccer and things like that, uh, growing up against some of the same players. Um, is it really a truly a, a neighborhood rivalry? I think so because yeah. a lot of us on a lot of us on our team know a lot of the guys on their team. It's just like, just like it's always when we see Mars on our schedule, just like we want to beat them. We just always want to beat them. You don't you don't all drop a game to Mars. It's always an intense game too. Yeah, but physical too. It's might get a little chippy. Might get a little chippy. Yeah. But, so what would you say would be the keys uh, to victory, guys? And Alex, you can throw in your keys, too, if you want. Uh, I think just really let, pressing them, just not letting them get any time on the ball, just constant pressure on them because they have some good players that can do some good things if we if we break down. Yeah. I would say the number one key for them is, is uh, for these guys is belief. If they if they believe in themselves, they don't get down. If they give up a goal, they're 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 a tough team to beat. They're a tough team to beat when they're on their game, and I, I think they, they can compete with any team in the section for that matter. Their classification when they're on point, but they have to be able to have to believe in themselves, and they can't get down to themselves. They can't get down on each other. And last year, I remember the game against Mars that they had another awareness game down to nothing in that game. They came back after the after the half. Came back and won that game three to two in a big win for the section. Oh, it really helped get in the playoffs. But it, they could have that kind of performance again, not get down per se, but to have that same fight, that same intensity. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a good day to be a North Catholic fan. I think Alex, you you can um, you can maybe add coaching to you know maybe uh, down the road. <laughs> <laughs> inspirational speaker he's good too. he's got the chops yeah the <laughs> i'd chops, say so man. i'll tell you i i yeah i'm sure um i'm sure that uh you know i wouldn't mind uh bringing you down to the locker room for, if i had a group of guys that needed a little uh little little a few words so um matt you have anything else 
Yeah, I, I mean, just to sort of touch on that, um, including the game against Mars, you guys have a handful of games left in the regular season, uh, all of which I believe are within your own section, uh, not having the schedule directly in front of me at the moment, but I think that's the case. Um, but just uh, these last couple of weeks, guys, uh, what kinds of things are you going to be focusing on as a team in order to not just make the playoffs, obviously, but to finish strong and to get in uh, with room to spare and to get in on a good note. Uh, just finishing, just like going in to get uh, a game one by one through the rest of the season, just really taking it a game at a time, focusing on our opponent ahead of us, preparing for them and just going in ho and hopefully winning. Yeah, I think our season's kind of been like here and there, like, we dropped to Armstrong and then Hampton the other week. We took a pretty bad beating. But I think as long as we just stay on track and just go one by one and just try to win out, I think that's kind of our key to success. Yeah. So. All right. Well, guys, um, any other thing, thoughts? Well, before we sign off here, I uh, just wanted to one more time make sure I get this right. Um, you know, this is obviously going to be Pittsburgh soccer now featured match. We'll have coverage. We'll have Ed Thompson out there. Ph photography. We'll have Matt, uh, of course, uh, doing our audio broadcast. And we will also um, we just want to make sure that people realize that, that we're here. We're doing this uh, partially uh, to gain attention for um, your cause, uh, Rise Again, which is a nonprofit organization. Um, and that was formed by uh, the Brown family. And, um, and, and really that's, that's what it's all about. And there will be a lot of exciting things uh, going on. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about some of the activities that were going on? Maybe Alex, maybe you can talk about that on, I know there's going to be some, some different fundraising activities going on at the game as well. Um, yeah, so um, we're donating two Pirates tickets for the Zambuco okay. fireworks tonight, and we're raffling those off at the game. Hopefully, those will raise some money. They're in the they're in the club section, which is pretty nice. So oh, hopefully, yeah. that will that will raise some money for Alex's cause. And Mrs. Smith, Fran's mom, has has done a fan, has done so many great things for me and my family through this event and selecting us to our foundation to be the the um the, the recipient of this night and I, we're in great debt to her and all of her tireless efforts to make sure this has been a great night and uh this will be a great night and i, I have all the confidence it's going to be and we're going to raise a lot of money and that's all thanks to mrs smith all right well gentlemen thank you uh for joining us on kids on the pitch pitch podcast um, we wish you nothing but the best, uh, not only Thursday, but the rest of the season. And also, you know, in all of your endeavors, uh, we're, we're always impressed with, with the, the young men and, and women that are come out of North Catholic. Um, it seems like, a uh, everyone there is, um, you know, it seems like a, a wonderful community, uh, and a great place to go to school. Yeah, it really is. Thank you for your uh, time. Thanks for having us on today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yep. All right. You are welcome. And again, thanks again for joining us. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you Thursday. Yeah.
All right, Matt. This is uh, Matt and I are back here. Uh, this is John and Krasinski and Matt Popchuk, Pittsburgh Soccer. Now we just uh, got done talking to the young men from North Catholic. Uh, should be fun, you know. We uh, really, I think, we really enjoy getting out there and getting to these um, featured matches. Uh, I think a lot of people in the soccer community, um, when they come out, um, enjoy the. Um, opportunity to have that showcase to be showcased and to have that um um you know sense of excitement around the game um matt you you and i were out at pine richland for the first opening weekend and uh, we got a chance to see a lot of teams play i mean 12 teams and for us it kind of set the tone this year we were able to see at least on the boys side a good chunk of of teams and players um and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. You know, obviously we don't have time to dissect all the every little section in each classification even right now. But one of the things that I think it is at least in conversation is that when we talk about high school rankings. Um, it, to me, I have no I, I maybe for the observer who doesn't see the teams play that much and they need someone in the media to say, oh, OK, here's the top five teams in each classification. But I, I just don't rely on those. I just think the standings is all we need until we get to that last week. And then we get to that last week or so. Then we can start to look at playoff positioning wise, who maybe one through 16 in each classification should be um, I, I, that. I'm all about, but during the season, I, you know, I, I just, maybe once you get to the halfway point of the season, it might be somewhat valid to start kind of figuring out what the playoff seedings would be, but that I, the only purpose I see in rankings is playoff seedings. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, thank God for Mr. Schutz's 11th grade government class in which I learned the, one of the most valuable lessons of them all. Polls do not predict, they only reflect. They reflect attitudes, they reflect beliefs, they reflect perceptions of who the best teams are, and as the case may sometimes be, who the best players on the best teams are. But, you know, you look at, uh, for example, our friends over at the Trib High School Sports Network, they do their weekly rankings, and in preparation for... Uh, this podcast, I was looking at um, I was looking at their rankings from the very end of the previous regular season. Um, Pine Richland, which was the eventual uh, 4A champion, I believe, was either ranked on the fringe or not ranked at all. Um, two of last year's eventual Whippeal finalists on the boys' side in different classifications were not ranked in the top five at all in the final end of season rankings and in boys single a uh, in which you had another sort of Cinderella uh, episode with Charleroi getting hot and going on a run before they ran into Winchester Thurston. Well, neither of those two teams were ranked one or two. The, the top two teams in their rankings were knocked off by one or both prior to the Whippeal final. So uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly that, that um, you know, like you said, they're a good frame of reference uh, for people who maybe don't get the exposure to certain teams that other people do. But, um, you know, when you get into these single elimination tournaments, 
um, you know, it's uh, there's a big difference between perception and reality. And uh, I think especially last year, you know, we sort of characterized last playoff season last fall as like the year of the underdog in Whippeal soccer, at least in the postseason. Um, you know, we saw proof in the pudding that uh, that the rankings really didn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I, you brought up two really good good examples. You know, I, I think that the I and this is no knock on Greensburg Central Catholic's boys team. I think they were, an, they were right a, a tremendous program, and they get they deserve the recognition and maybe the um, respect during the season to gain. And not only that, they did they did beat Charleroi, I believe, um, both times last year. So they did have. But probably had the proper ranking. Now they, I just remember they weren't very pleased with us when we did our playoff projections <laughs> because we put Winchester Thurston ahead of them. Um, you know, but again, that's the only time we get into it. It's like I had to have some sort of eye test, A and B. Okay, if I don't have the complete eye test, I'm going to see who you've played and how you played against them and how you've done this year. So um, obviously, Winchester Thurston went out of their, you know went out of their section, went out of their conference, uh, classification, and they really tested themselves. We knew, eye test-wise, the talent on the team. We saw them win the year before. So I thought they deserved to be that one seed. You know, I, I that was, to me, clear-cut. And and so yeah. I think it just takes a little bit of an eye test. We've seen them now. I've seen them play once this year at Pine Richland, you know, enough. And, I've, you know, it's early in the year, but you see things, you know, uh, coaches and, and, and those of us watching the games, you know, we see enough that I think we can make that assessment. Um, is it easy to do? And you got, you know, all, you know, dozens and dozens of teams and uh, it's just really, really difficult. Um, so I I always say that the um, the committee definitely has their hands full, but to you know playing each section um, opponent twice, plus giving some cushion for, for anywhere from four to six um, non-section or even out of classification games, usually that's enough to kind of figure out where people should fall uh, come playoff seating time. Yeah, uh, I mean, ideally, water finds its level and the, the teams that truly are the best teams and the teams that, at least on paper, deserve to go uh, all the way to Highmark Stadium are the ones that uh, are going to end up being there. Uh, life is not always fair. Sports is not always fair. Again, single elimination playoff tournaments are, are not always fair because all it takes is one bad day at the office and you know, that can change uh, an entire season for uh, any team, no matter uh, what playoff seed they hold. Um, but yeah, w uh, Winchester Thurston, I, I think, is a good example of a team that uh, that definitely earned its keep and, and earned the high praise that it got by, uh, especially by going into those, pine, you know, the, an event like the Pine Richland Tournament and showing year after year that they have the temerity to play these really, uh, highly reputable teams, these programs with the high pedigrees in much higher classifications and make a pretty decent showing of themselves. And you know, to bring it to this year's Pine Richland event, to bring it back to North Catholic, who we've been talking about tonight, you know, North Catholic is a team that we saw at the Pine Richland tournament that uh, I would say in hindsight, we 
definitely hadn't seen them at their best yet. Uh, again, it's you know the beginning of the season. We're not going to see anybody at their best. But I would say we definitely didn't see this group at its best. Uh, that win at Mars, the way they flattened them on their home turf, that had to be huge for them. Uh, maybe their biggest win since last year's awareness game against Mars, the big comeback. Maybe their biggest win since moving up one classification because last year I think there was a bit of a learning curve uh, adjusting to the higher competition. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe when this year's end-of-year regular season rankings come out, we look at boys 3A, uh, we might see North Catholic in the fold if they can get a win on Thursday and continue to win these last few weeks as they round out their section schedule. Absolutely. And it's really a lot of teams have an opportunity now the next three, three and a half weeks to kind of make their move to, to get notified, you know, obviously get into the playoffs first. I mean, it was interesting in the, in our first podcast, we brought on a few coaches to talk about the, uh, the early season tournaments and Jordan Wagon was one of them. Uh, and he, he, it's interesting. He's been coached there. I think this is his fifth year, uh, his first three years, you know, how difficult is it in section one, I think in in class at class four A, I think you just get into the playoffs, and then anything can happen because the level of play from I mean, granted Seneca Valley is has been has held the high standard, but Pine Ridge improved last year. You know they played them twice. They had a third. You play a team a third time. Um, you know, good enough coaching and quality players at least at least in your starting eleven and in a little bit of depth. Anything's possible, and they proved it. They went out and proved it, and they went out and did it last year. Um, and I think that's the thing. I think the higher classifications, uh, especially in 4A, where there's only eight, you know, six, 16 teams, and those eight get in, uh, there isn't even a 16-team playoff. It's, it's, you know, it's anything can happen in three games uh, and in such a short single elimination situation. And Seneca Valley learned the hard way last year. You know, they, 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 they just couldn't connect. They didn't play that well uh, in the first half. And the longer that game went zero, zero. And there was a belief, you know, Alex talked about that, but about his, you know, his school, North Catholic, if there's a certain, if you believe and you keep believing and, and, and the game goes, you know, that anything's possible. So I think that the, the 4A is, to me, is always fascinating. Yes, the talent cream typically does rise to the top, but not always because there's so many talented teams in that top eight and each in the boys and the girls that are that can just knock off another team on any given day. Right. And, and this year in boys 4A, it looks like, in that uh, section of death, that section one, it looks like Butler might suddenly be this year's team that could potentially upset the apple cart if they can continue to play well. And you give credit to North Allegheny, a team that a good team that just barely missed out in the playoffs last year, which I sort of you know, underscores the the point you made about the the talent and the classification. Uh, North Allegheny, how about those guys going out and drawing Seneca Valley, a team that hasn't been beaten in over 50 regular season matches consecutively. I think, I mean, to me that, that in and of itself is, is a gold medal achievement by the Tigers going out and getting that second half penalty and earning that result with, uh, with their section rivals. 
Um, well, not and, only that, Matt, I mean, that last week, Seneca was not drawn once. They were drawn twice as Fox Chapel drew them. And now they have yeah. to Butler uh, as we speak, actually. Um, and, you know, that should be an interesting result to see what happens. But I, I thought the fact that Butler had kind of an easier route last week and the, they played Seneca Valley to overtime in their first match um so that you know who knows i mean we we th- th- that's three teams within within that own their own section that have shown that they could take so seneca is definitely not the team they were probably a year ago they lost a lot of seniors um but they're still continuing their winning streak so it's be interesting to see um how george williams and and his squad do over the course of the rest of this regular season um so there's still three and a half weeks to go we're going to have it out there um uh the WPIL soccer scoreboards will be up regularly. We obviously have our uh, featured game coverage this week. Ed Thompson um, will be making his way out um, uh, to some other games throughout the sprinkled in over the next few weeks too. So we look forward to um, sharing um, some photo galleries. Uh, look forward to that. We have uh, started a new uh, subscri- subscription uh, opportunity for our members. So with exclusive content, including maybe it uh, looks like Ed's some of Ed's photo galleries. And um, when we post this, um, the standings every week, we are also posting um, previews for all of the, not all of the games, but for some of the key games that following week. So in its insights uh, that I will share, uh, Matt's always uh, bringing his wisdom to the table. Um, and, and we're, of course, all signs pointed to um, bracket release, playoff um, bracket release day. And of course, that will be, um, I know I will be here. Um, we will be talking to coaches, getting their reaction uh, immediately after, as we always do. And um, and then the playoffs will be here. So it, it's, it, it, it happens. It's really, a lot of times we say it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. But I'd say uh, high school soccer, it, it's a little bit closer to a sprint than a marathon, isn't it, Matt? It feels like a sprint at this point, doesn't it? It feels like uh, the season was just starting literally yesterday, and now we're already talking about the stretch run and playoff positioning and, you know, the last few weeks of section play are on the horizon and talking about uh, the bracket breakdown uh, edition of the pod, which will be something that I certainly look forward to. And, uh, yeah, these are... uh, uh, This is buckle-up time for a lot of teams, including both of the teams that we're going to be covering at J.C. Stonefield on Thursday night. You've got a Mars team that is looking to keep and maintain and, if not, build upon its own uh, established credibility. And uh, you've got a North Catholic side that's looking to continue to build credibility in their second year playing up to Class 3A. Absolutely. It's going to be a great matchup where I can't wait for it. Uh, and uh, we'll be listening to you on, on, on your broadcast. I might have to chime in and listen to Alex. I don't know if we put you two together or something. I don't know. we have to do something <laughs> like that, but uh, all right, Matt. Well, it's great checking in with you tonight. Uh, Kids on the pitch pod. We have a very excited. I had to postpone some things uh, last week, but we're going to move some things um, this week. Um, probably look forward to an, either Thursday or Friday. I'm going to have a very, very, very special guest on Kids on the Pitch podcast. Um, it's one I don't think 
anybody who follows Pittsburgh soccer um, will want to miss. Um, it's a pretty exciting um, uh, guest, and I, we are um, looking forward to that podcast. So stay tuned. That's all I will say. All right. Thank you, Matt. And uh, we'll be talking to you later. Gladly. All right. Have a good night. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. All right. Bye.